Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. First time ever on the channel. we got rappers. And we're talking up to 25 fucking million views on oh, YouTube. Oh, oh, These guys oh, are oh. huge. So it is a real privilege to have Skengdo and AM on here today out of London. And I'm going to try and get the life stories out of them. But before we go there, got a few quick questions because a lot of people on my channel are asking what people think about the Takashi 69 situation. Yeah. Well, just, uh, if you're trying to know my opinion on what he done, yeah, I feel like he made his choice and his decision. Mm. A decision I would have made. I would have been in jail like a sucker, just burning, but <laughs> it is what it is. But as he come out, I feel like his attitude is completely wrong with it as well. So that's why I don't, I feel like a lot of people are offended because it's not like he's come out and he's poured his heart and said, yo, these guys done me wrong. This is why I done this. He's like, yeah, I'm a snitch, whatever. He's done he's the whole rap thing. And you know what I mean? And I feel like it sends, it doesn't send a correct message, an accurate message to younger people coming up because in certain places, you do that, you get killed. So I feel like he's watering down that message and a lot of people might go out wrong by seeing what he's doing, so. Yeah, in Arizona prison, it's KOS for snitches. So has he got a target on him now for the rest of his life? On set. Yeah. Well, does the 6'9". Yeah. He definitely does, and I think he knows that, but um, as long as he has money, mm -hmm. he can run around it. I, f I feel like he can be in hiding, he can run around it, but um, if that money runs out, that's where it gets scary. So he's using that money to put up a wall of protection. Basically. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Because it was it the Nine Trey Bloods? Yeah. Was the gang he snitched on? That's a prison gang, isn't it? Must be. Uh, I don't right, know, right, I, I think. I watched a documentary. Yeah. I think it actually started in prison, slightly. Yeah. I think it did store. You fuck with those guys, they're going to make an example at some point. No, 100%. So he's going to be like watching his back forever. So a lot of people have asked about Rick Ross because he's doing these records saying he's, you know, sell coat and do all this stuff and he was a prison guard. What do you think about that? I don't know, like, he was a prison guard, didn't it? Like, I don't know if that's still, like, what, does that still count as being a fed, like? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Part of, the, part of, the, the part of it, yeah. but are you out there nicking guys and man's already in jail, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't I'm know, man. Awesome. I don't know how that. I don't know. I see you got away with it. You definitely got away with it. Yeah, up now and that. You get yeah, me? they accepted him in the music thing. Mm -hmm. He done. He done the whole drug thing, so he got away with it still. But that, like in this country, mm -hmm. how do that that can work still? But he was saying that he was a, he was undercover though, yeah. for the streets. Maybe so. that's what he was saying. Yeah, he said he was undercover for the streets and that. So who knows. So who's influenced your music from the American scene? Um, for me, them Chicago, like um, Chief Keef, Notorious, um, 
Yeah, just the whole like that little movement there was what influenced me. But before that, it would have been like Fifty Cent and um, Snoop Dogg and all them guys there. Whole lot of gangster rap. Mm. That's influenced the way I rap anyway. Just gangster rap in general. So you guys are two of the biggest names in the drill scene and pioneers. Is that drill music exclusively to the UK or is it worldwide? There are other artists. The drill that we do? Nah. Like the whole scene, is it? Yeah. Has it gone worldwide? Yeah, it's global. Definitely global. Yeah. I think it's the biggest um, rap scene so far that's like ever. And even if it's not there yet statistically, I feel like it's going to be there eventually because it's in lots of countries where they're not even speaking English, you know what I mean? And you know what I mean? So that's, I feel like the drill scene's literally gone crazy. So for the Americans then, I got more than half my audience is out of America who perhaps haven't heard of it. Could you explain what it means and how it started? What, drill? Drill music. Ah, cool. Yeah. I reckon so in Chicago, that drill sound came up. I feel like it's like a, before that, there was trap. So there was trap music and, and hip-hop and rap. There was no type, no draw. Then Chief Keef and his set came out with that with that specific sound. And it just, that sound there translated straight into the UK, was using the same beats as them. And then we in the UK, it developed in itself over the period of like three, four years, developed into its own sound, its own UK version of draw. And then... UK drill started to go everywhere as opposed to the initial US drill. It was the UK drill that started to go everywhere. Then obviously a couple of New York guys, they were messing with, they were fucking with the beats. Then they started using some UK drill beats. Then obviously, you know, when things happen in America, attention goes everywhere. But even before New York, it was like Europe, Canada, um, Australia. They already picked out that sound from the UK. And when we fly to these different European countries and everywhere else, they're like, yeah, we know about you lot or we know about these, this, this, this from the UK just because of that sound. So was, and these are big, big artists over there. Yeah. So it was interesting to see. But I thought that's how it's, that's how it's spreaded so far. So how are you handling then this rise? Because, you know, I'm from a little town in between Liverpool and Manchester. Didn't grow up with jack shit. Went over to America before I got into the trafficking. I made a couple of million legit. Had no fucking emotional maturity whatsoever. I just go off the rails, throwing parties for up to 10,000 people, getting all the drugs I can get my hands on, dating strippers and just going wild. <laughs> and I fucking melted down because of that. And ended up in the feds. How, how are you guys handling it? Staying out of trouble and shit? Um, I feel like before the res we've always had to kind of stay out of trouble. So it's not been like nothing like new. I feel like it's just been a lot more. Obviously they, they don't want to see us get to a certain point. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we're going to try everything we can to kind of stop them. But we just, we, we know better than that. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, we keep our head out of it. Mm. We ain't new to nothing though. We ain't new to girls. Mm. We ain't new to money. Obviously the more money, yeah, we're new to a larger amount of money. Mm -hmm. We're not new to it, so we know how to compose ourselves and how to move, yeah. coordinate, you know? So I've written six books about Pablo Escobar, and one of his favorite quotes was, envy kills more people in Colombia than cancer. So people, when they see you rise up, they try to trip you down, and sometimes it's the people closest to you because they're thinking, 
why aren't I having that success? How come he's got it? Are people coming at you like that? Dead weight got chopped off time ago. So anyone that's ever come at us that from that direction, yeah, you will never see them around us. Yeah, but it, it happens, and it's and it's something that that's how one of the ways to measure your success. Can so if it's happening, it's a good thing in a way. Yeah, and I'd rather it happen earlier than later, so you can cut off and move, coordinated like that. So you guys have got this really like game plan where you're planning ahead. What about the trolls? The trolls are driving me fucking crazy right now. Uh, I love my shit. Well, you just gotta ignore the trolls. It's yeah, part it's of it. it's part <laughs> of it. it's part I say, of if it. you don't have no trolls, then you're not popping. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, no one's interested in you. You know what I mean? So, trolls, you just gotta ignore another, them. It's another sign of success, isn't mm-hmm. it? All right, so with Takashi, then, he clicked up with that gang. Do you think that was pure marketing or he was in the mix? I don't know. I believed it. I feel like he was, I kind of feel like he was in the mix with them. Yeah. I feel like, um, they seen him as a money machine and they they gave him a blah. Like they're like, yeah, cool, you didn't grow up on any badness, this, 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 but you're around us now, we got your back. You can do all this rapping, rap about what we do, and just when the money comes in, everyone's nice. And that's our little that's our little deal that we got going on. You know what I mean? And with that, he was part of them, he was part of their organization. Yeah. That's how I feel it went down. So what is the gang structure? In London, I'm sure the Americans would be fascinated by that. What does that mean? Like in America, you got all these different street gangs, and then there's like Bloods, Crips, all the different colours. But when those guys come to prison, all the street stuff is left outside the door, and it's all racial gangs mm. in American prisons. So I'm curious how London street gangs are, and how it operates how they work together or how they have beefs in the UK prison system when they go to prison? Well, from my own knowledge, first of all, the London street gangs is messed up. It's a whole mess. So there's no really, the colour code isn't really a, a big thing now. Even postcode, where, where back maybe 10 years back it was about postcodes, even that doesn't matter. So it's more individual groups and whatnot. It's crazy. It's, it's, London's weird. It's very weird when it comes to gangs. Obviously, I haven't been to jail, so I don't know how that translates in jail. But I would assume like it's the same thing. To be fair, thinking maybe in like in them jails up in Scotland or somewhere where there isn't predominantly black people or people of um, people of color or race, like the way London is. London's very multiracial. Then maybe up there they're a bit more focused on race and stuff like that and a lot of racism. But in London. Feel like it's just the same as the roads. You just need to know who's your people and who's not, and it's just messy like that. Yeah, because I write a lot about drug laws and the war on drugs, and it's like the violence over control of the drug market is just increases every year. So we're calling for an end to the war on drugs on this channel, and the legalization of weed in particular to start with, because that's the most common drug people do. So where I was housed in Arizona, the average arrest was like a black kid or a Mexican kid with a little bit of weed getting a two to five year sentence because of the racism out there. It's off the fucking scale. They got $50,000 of taxpayers' money per year per prisoner. So to to fill the prisons up, they said, who are the easiest people to arrest? Young people with weed. Mm. So what do you guys think about weed laws? Do you think it should be legal? 
Blowing smoke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? I'm 50-50, car. Yeah. There's guys that are doing their thing on the streets. So if it gets legalised... Takes the business. Yeah, that's, that's their business <laughs> gone and that. You get it? A couple of my guys will actually be done out here. You get it? Feel me? But if it's not, then it's calm. Like, if I don't have to see the Jakes all harassing man for a spliff or something like car there's been times like some feds don't bother like they'll see what you that like, a little bit like cool whatever but then, then there's the arsehole fed that'll just be like yeah cannabis like yeah handcuff him and now you're on the back of the van going to the station for a benz or something stupid like it doesn't make sense do you know what i mean yeah. that's 10 bags that's that's 10 pound bag of weed you're going to a police station for that like, it's happened do you know what i mean so i feel like I'm 50-50 on it. Like, there's pros and cons. Definitely. Yeah. What about you, AM? Definitely the same still. Because I'm trying to think about economics right now. Demand and supply. Mm. If you increase the, um, the supply, you know what I mean? Then it's going to make it a bit more techie for people. I reckon. And everyone's going to... Everything's going to be accessible. So either prices are going to have to drop or... There's, there's a lot of things could happen, you know what I mean? And it could mess up a lot of people's income. Or then again, it could create jobs as well, depending on how they're going to distribute it and how you're going to be allowed to distribute it. So, yes, I don't know how to feel about that. But ideally, sounds like it being illegal is a big problem. I mean, ideally, you, you would want it to be legal, but you have to think about it practically as well. So one of my problems when I go into prisons then and talk to the fellas is to try and convince them if they're dealing, they've got the skill set to run a business. You gotta have eyes in the back of your head to look out for the cops. There's all these things you gotta be vigilant about. So that if they just did a legitimate business with their skill set, they would do really good. Don't you think that your mates or people who are um allegedly on the streets doing stuff have got a skill set to do a legitimate business with that? Hundred percent. I've always thought even for ourselves. Just in terms of being a hustler yeah. and having that mentality, once you translate it into the business world, you can kill it. Like you you take risks, you do all these things, you invest. This is literally the same the same skills, just a different playing field. You guys must be an inspiration then to so many young people to see how you've made it through this legitimate business. Do you just get messages all the time from people saying, look, you guys have influenced my lives. Yeah, I definitely see it in my DMs. It's hard to like to message back everyone, but I definitely see it and appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's a nice feeling. How does that make you feel? It feels it feels good because it wasn't intentional. You know, when when you're just trying to do better for yourself, and then you're seeing other people get inspired by it, you're thinking, "Ah, right, cool." Maybe like even times when you feel like you're gonna give up and you feel like damn this is this ain't working. To remember, people are still looking at you and people are in worse positions, so just gotta keep going. When you started this, did you set out to inspire people like that, or did you have other goals in mind? Nah, I didn't set out to inspire nobody. No ain't trying to be no type of role model. Really, nothing like that. Money. Yep. If there weren't money in music, you probably would. Just, nah, I yeah, have a couple literally. of songs there just for fun. But still, why am I why am mm -hmm. I here if there ain't no money? You know what yeah. I mean? So I mean, there was any anything in life as a hustler, you see if there's an opportunity, you gotta take it. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm taking that opportunity and I'm putting everything into it. And then here we are. 
So I had to ask myself, after I was arrested, I had to do some soul searching and say, you know, why did I set out from being a teenager? I gotta be a millionaire by the age 30. Why did I want that money? And what did it get me? So I had a million dollar house on the side of a mountain. Um, uh, my wife was like a um, bisexual stripper who was doing lesbian and snip on. And, you know, all weekend long, it was just ecstasy, GHB, ketamine, Xanax. And in the beginning, it started out like I'm having the time of my life. And I look back now and I think that. But then the dark side starts to kick in and the competitors are trying to take me out and the cops are following us around, you know, recording our license plates and all this shit and people following me and I don't know if it's the cops, I don't know if it's the competition. And I'm starting to, to fucking break down mentally. So it seems like there's a cycle of success where nothing can stop you and you're rising, you're rising, you're rising and then everything starts to go wrong, everything starts to go wrong. And it was my own psychology that caused my self-destruction yeah. because I was emotionally immature and my question for you is then, you said you want the money. What's the money going to get you? It got me prison in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they allowed. took everything, even everything <laughs> I made legitimately, my pension, they took everything. Yeah. Money's, I feel like money can do a lot. Obviously, growing up where you don't see a lot and, you, and you're and you limited as to how you can make money, any opportunity, you just want to take it. You just want to help your family, help the people around you. So it turns from that, I feel like a lot of people, it turns from that, then that's when the kind of lifestyle, the greed, you fall into the trap of that and then that's where it starts to go wrong. But initially, if you're setting out to just make it um, legit or just make it out and then get money for your family, uh, move them out of the out of the area you're in, all those little things, that's when your your heart's pure, your intentions are good and, and you feel good about doing that. And then after that is where it gets all... That's really struck a note with me because um, fucking one of my biggest regrets is not getting my mum a house and shit and fucking taking care of my family more. Mm. I went out to see my mum who flew 5,000 miles to visit me in prison looking all broken in the visitation room, man. That really wrecked my heart. It really mm. did. So I like it that you got that pure soul Definitely. and you're looking after your family members. That's really good. Can you, can you tell us a bit about what it was like growing up for you guys and how you met? Um... To be fair, it was, it was just like, it's kind of normal, to be honest. Like, obviously, the environment that we was growing up in weren't normal. <laughs> but yeah. as far as my life, I went to school, all of that, done school and shit. Um, but yeah, like, I was just influenced by the stuff that was, like I said, that was around me. Do you know what I mean? Um, in terms of me and AM meeting, I don't even remember how, it's just always been... Like, as far as I remember, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't actually tell you, I can't give you a story like, oh, yeah, me and Ian met like this. Yeah. Like, we got this, you got the same school? No. 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 <laughs> How old were you when you met, at least? Young. young kids. Yeah. Like, we lived, in, we lived yeah. in the same estate. So, okay. you know, when you go outside to play, just out there with yeah. other kids and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was us, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, a few others as well that were still around now. Um, But, yeah, that was pretty much it. But, yeah, stuff like school, like when I went to secondary school, mm -hmm. seeing other people from different areas now mm. and like they're coming with like what they've obviously been brought up in their hood or whatever, coming to school. Yeah. Everyone's just like, that's just how you kind of find yourself. Do you know what I mean? And then it was after that where everything kind of just kicked off. Like, I was that's like heavily on the streets like, after school times because I didn't do college. 
Yeah. They do college. How old are you guys now? 22. 22, yeah. So what was it like growing up for you, AM? Uh, pretty much the same, to be fair. Grew up in the same estate. Um, there's a lot of violence around, but it's not really new. I remember primary school. Cause most of the members and stuff, they all, we all went to the same primary and stuff. So we never really saw each other, even to this day. Never saw each other as gang members or anything. Just see it as the guys or the man them. Just the guys you grew up with, the guys you went to school with. And then obviously you just get associated like that to that group. But yeah. um, we'll see in violence. So we'll see someone get stabbed, someone get shot. We go to school the next day. Ah, oh, the other day my school was literally right next to the house. So it's in, it's in the same estate. As as my nan um as my nan's estate, so would we'll, we'll be going to school? Oh yeah, see over there, that did it. Someone got stabbed, you know, did it? And everyone's yeah. just like, oh, is it? And then, so that was from young. So then coming up and then realizing in, in certain parts of different of London, kids didn't really grow up like that. They never heard those stories. So even when I went to secondary school, I was telling stories about my area, and guys are like, what did it? And I'm thinking. Come on, you know what I mean? That this so I started thinking, ah, oh, maybe this area is a bit wild. And then I went to college in West. I went to college in South, then I went to college in West. And then the stories were different. You started to learn about people from Northwest London and North London. When I was young, all I knew was South. That's it. As far <laughs> as I was concerned, when you cross Vauxhall Bridge, it's just mansions and paradise, you know what I mean? So yeah. all I knew was South London. So then, yeah, that's 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 basically how we, how we grew up. Seeing violence then, like, it has an effect on you when you first see it and you learn to, like, hide it and put a mask on in prison. It's called dead eyes. But when I first go in, I'm seeing, like, heads get bashed against toilets, mm. bodies get thrown around. I'll never forget that sound. And the prisoners would come up to me and, like, get that look of shock off your face. You know, six months later, I've got that dead eyes. Um, did it shock you at first before you internalised it? I don't remember. I'll actually I actually remember. Was, I was too young to remember. If it was, was you really shocked? Is this like it just happened? Just happened. Yeah. <laughs> just it's like, like, yeah. Right, me. Because <laughs> we, we was running. We were like in when we was younger. We was more afraid of the guys in our area because like they were the older lot. They're, they're like the bullies. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. who we didn't care about. No one coming from no other area. Till we started seeing it, we we're like, oh wait, those are the actual enemies now. It's not really the guys. So the guys in our area. They were on our side, you know what I mean? But when we yeah. used to think, oh, I don't want to go shop because these are there and you go shopping and have your little tussles and whatnot. And then that's when you start to see the real violence and then that's when you're like, okay, no, these lot are cool. Yeah. It's the other side that we have to we have to be careful of. Yeah. So your video got took down and you got a two-year suspended sentence over attempted mm. 1.0. What's the story behind that for the viewers? Literally, just a quick breakdown of the attempted saga. This attempted was literally obviously we we started off. We started doing music. We was doing what everyone's doing, sending for people, doing this, doing that. Then we started to get a bit of popularity. I was like, you know what? We we can do music. We don't need to send for people and give other people clout. Give other people for for what we're saying. So we're like, you know, what? let's just do our thing. But every single. Time you go open your phone, somebody's sending a diss. They're like, rah, have you heard this? Our mama said this, and then they're all in your comments. This, this, this. And I'm just like, like, what are you talking about? And the thing is, especially with my area, everyone's so like, we didn't grow up being all on the internet and, and no sending for guys. people. So yeah. it's like in the on a street level, everyone knows the playing field. Everyone knows what it is. 
But then on social media and on videos, guys will be saying this, this, that, and it sounds elevated and it sounds like, yeah, they're on mm, top. Mm, mm. And it's frustrating. You're thinking, bro, like, you know what I mean? But we ain't said anything about it. So then Attempted was literally, it was just like, ah, cool, we're going to do, and the day we released Attempted, we released three other songs. Um, and they're all just to address all this stuff, all this chatter that's been going on. So that's what we've done. We just, and we didn't even speak on a whole, there was a whole lot of stuff we didn't speak on. We just, created those four songs to I feel like that was the watered down version like, water, what we could have really done watered. that was definitely watered down it was watered, watered all the way down. down so and then Attempted was just one of the one of the songs that where well, I was just going at it just saying this saying that saying this saying that and then the streets liked it the streets because they're thinking raw is this what's actually happening and they're hearing stuff about their favorite rappers that they ain't heard before yeah and they took they took it in and then after i don't know if it was a month or two months i think it might even hit two million then it just got ripped off the internet and then how does it get ripped off the internet because i'm suffering all kinds of censorship and deplatforming threats right now yeah how how did they take yours down? I think it was who was it in the in the police? It was one of know. the head. Of, I think it's like the head of gang unit. Yeah, they, they, got two they reasons why. The, the first we got told it was because of the quick fit. Oh so yeah, that was bullshit. That, the, the first thing was because we had quick fit in the video, mm. the, so they were saying yeah they don't want quick fit on there. Da, 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 you're not talking yeah. mad stuff and that. <laughs> like, you're not yeah. representing our company well sort of thing, innit? Mm -hmm. Cool. That was the first reason they gave us. Then when we done some more digging into it, yeah, where that store. Because with YouTube, they send you a notification not on your channel and say why they're taking it down. It was a god rush. There was the head of gang unit that went and pitched it to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, said, and I think someone died, I think the day after, the or not the day before, before the yeah. song came out. And obviously he was he wasn't from our side, so it looked right. it didn't look good. Still, it looked it looked like yeah. He was, this uh, is all. It was, was a very the tells the house. Yeah, I remember car. It was just before the song come out. Yeah, mad. Just mad before, and, and, and then and, yeah. and this and this resulted in criminal charges. Then yeah, they decided. What they, what did they charge you with? We just got done up. Like first, it was just the the gang injunction. Yeah. Then we had the tour, and. They obviously said to us we're not supposed to perform the attempted, but we didn't mean to kind of like go and perform it. It just it was already like on our set list. It just came on. But you see, if you got at uh, cool, you have to think of it. You have to paint. Uh, let me paint you this picture. You got one thousand four hundred and ten people. You filled out Coco London, yeah. You got one thousand four hundred ten people right there, all in front of you. And this song comes on, and they all start screaming and saying the, the lyrics before you've even said anything. What is man supposed to do? Like honestly, like there's nothing we could have done. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't like personally. I don't. I wouldn't have changed that for the world. That like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was a weird agenda behind this whole injunction thing, though, because the one time we've gone to court, and there's like four officers there, but every officer we all have an individual backstory with them. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's been a situation where, yeah, me and you, you've tried to send man to jail for something. Because obviously, going from a kid till now, we've avoided jail. We ain't been grabbed for nothing. Like you ain't gonna pull my car and find something in there. I'm smarter than that, you get? Yeah. So the times where they could have and it's failed, it's like they've had this agenda like, no, we need to get these lot. These are the only ones we haven't got, you know? So then when we was in, the, I'm looking at scam like, bro, look at the, look at my man, my man, my man. We all know you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why is it you lot that's in court right now? 
So something weird about that case is that they've been assigned to us or something like, yeah, you need to get them down. That kind of that kind of thing. These times we was getting pulled up to like three, two, twice a day, three times a day, one time. You know what I mean? And we all got on footage and that. Like, why are you just pulling us over so much? What do you want? Three times kind a day? Of, yeah, mm-hmm. bro. Can't you file a suit against them for doing that? I thought you could have, but you see, when you're seen as a gang member, all types of laws get thrown out the window. Right, all of that human rights, this they don't exist. Yeah, you're a gang member. Like we'll do whatever we can to get you down, basically. Yeah, and they've got all the money in the world, and it's the taxpayers' money, and they don't mind spending it. We pay tax. We have a company. (laughs) (laughs) Our own money. That's trying to get us. They hate when anytime they stop me and I back out that business card on them. They hate it. Are they still stopping you now? Yeah, I got stopped double day. Whenever I got, I got written off my scooter. My scooter. (laughs) I'm on my scooter. They tried to crush me off my scooter. I jumped off it. They run it over. Talking about ah. Still just chatting shit. I was just like, whatever, man. Search me quick. Let me let me cut. I had armed police. Like, don't move. I'm like, fuck. It's all the morning and that. I'm like this. Like, fuck. One time, my my house got police visit my house six times, seven times. Seven, six, like seven times in a week. Seven times in a week. Twice in one day. I remember it was a Sunday, like come in the morning. I bought. I got my iPad. Took about. Oh, this is harassment. You lots come every day. Da-da-da. Like I left, I come back, they come back at the night. It's a whole nother, a whole nother um, department. So it's from Hammersmith. From, I was like, what, like, what, do, you, what do you think this is, bro? Like, there was, Have you got a lawyer on a harassment case or anything? Uh, not on a harassment case, but now we have a lawyer. We never had a lawyer them days. It was, yeah. it was young, so it's just duty solicitors and mm. all that bullshit. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that as your success increases, they're just going to put more heat on you? I, just, I don't know, like, I don't know. I feel like... I reckon it's past that. Yeah, like, it's. I feel like, obviously, we've put ourselves in a different light mm. and opposed to the, in the past mm. when, obviously, <laughs> I was out there, the yeah, but obviously, we're here now. We didn't get, get me. They couldn't grab us for nothing. Man, ain't done nothing that they can prove that we've done for me. So it's just like once the injunction came, I feel like it was that was literally the last thing stopping like them from saying, Yeah, you're going to jail. Do you know what I mean? So it was any little slip up, it's like, Yeah, I'm not trying to go to jail and I don't care how pretty much anyone feels about that. Do you know what I mean? Even like the fans and that, like I know sometimes with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They want man to do certain things and that, like say certain things in our music and stuff. But they have to understand that <laughs> when we're in jail, it's only us that's going to be in jail doing the time, and I'm not doing that time for no one for saying some bars. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like definitely that we, me and AM, definitely gone past that. Like we're just at a level now where we're just trying to make money have a better life do you know what I mean and even the genre itself is mm. kind of past that whole stigma it's 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 in mu- in a much better position than it was a couple of years ago Word. whereby it's now people charting off a jaw and people yeah, I mean. 
and mainstream radio you're getting people A-listing doing, and like, that like worldwide tours and stuff like that Some yeah so but I feel like stuff. we had to take that blow we took we definitely took us it's not only us though there's a couple of groups in mm-hmm, London that, mm-hmm. took, that took that blow for drill but now the people are starting to reap the benefits of it obviously we're coming to get our benefits as well now what are the other groups? Um, the only one I know for certain is Ten Eleven and Grove. They the, the yeah. police were on them hard. Queen Face, Queen Face. Face got it as well. So look, even from Bram, um, Smugsy Ace. Yeah, so they were getting help with like like us, the, the injunction and all these things. But it's because with our case, they tried to send us to jail for it. They're gonna give us. We got nine months suspended. Mm. but they wanted to give us custodial you know what I mean I'm like hold on I got my whole life dodging this motherfucker and you're gonna give me nine months for and it's not even about the time because nine months is it comes and goes but once you're in that system the whole recall all of these things it's nearly near enough impossible to get out and I salute anyone that gets out of that the jail system the whole cycle it's by design because as soon as you come back in this country it's like 60, 70 grand a year they get per prisoner Jeez. Yeah, and the feds do they do weird things where they rehouse you in a weird area, and you're thinking, what's all of this? And then they ban you from certain places, and everyone just goes back. Like it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? How frustrating is it then for the cops to force you guys to adjust your art? No, that's, that was dead. That whole saga yeah. there. That little saga was a bit like yeah. whereby we had to do a song, send it to our solicitor to get approved. He has to send it to someone in the police to approve the song, and then we release it. Doing that whole process was long. All your songs now have to go through that process. No, I don't. I don't think we do that anymore. Now it's just Carl, we do, it, yeah, Carl, we grab us, grab us, man. But we know what we're doing. That's what, what I mean. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But I was smarter was than that. Uncertain. That like, there was there were so technicals. Like, that was that thirty pages, a thirty page document of things that we can't do, like including be with. Initially, I, I wasn't allowed to be with Skin, but we have a company <laughs> together. And if I was caught with them, then they they send us to jail for up to two years. Yeah, that's what those on. How's crazy. It, how's it feel to go on tour? Amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Nothing. I ain't experienced nothing, <laughs> nothing like, like that in still. my life. Where did you go? Um, London. We've done London, Manchester. We've done Bristol. Not in London. Um, um, London. Manny. Um, yeah, Manny. Birmingham. We're supposed to do Leeds and that. This um this yeah, year, coronavirus. but coronavirus came. Uh, I messed all of that up, but yeah. What do you think of Northerners? I like it. I rocked with the North. They lit. I rocked with the North. I was up there for a bit. I was up there for like a year. I rocked with the North. They lit. They know how to keep it vibesy. I grew up partying in Manchester and Liverpool. That was off the hook. Manchester is one of my. Manny's one one of my favorite like tour dates to go to. Like performing wise, like they are very jumpy. I like them. The vibes. And what was like your fa- all-time favourite gig up? Shredding and Leeds. Mm. Leeds. Redding and Leeds. Redding and Leeds. Yeah, the festival. Yeah. The festival. That was lit. What's Crazy. the most people that have come to one of these? See, we, we didn't even know how many people. That, like, it was a tent. festival with it, so it's a big fuck-off tent. Wow. Like, yeah. At that specific time, everyone migrated to our tent. Like the, It was spillover, like, People's outside the tent just going mm, crazy. Yeah. Decimal's like, this is it. And then the injunction came literally like two weeks after that. <laughs> That's so it was weird when we come back from, from LA. Uh, we done that. We went to LA. Was the, that was the good time, the prime. That was literally we had a tour prime pending, time. Tour pending 
we just finished tour. Had the next tour pending. Attempted was kicking. Mad about bars was still rising. Yeah, that was. So you were touring in LA or partying in LA? Because I used no, to love we partying. Was shooting in LA. a video with Chief Keith. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about LA? It's it's, it's uh, something it is, else out there. We didn't it? we didn't get to we didn't get to do it up. I don't know. The little piece that I thought up. Yeah, I said it was crazy. Yeah, was there for like what four days or something. Well, if we got a, a week out there to proper party club, because that's what I done in Miami. Yeah, I was in Miami for only like four days, but I was clubbing. I was yo crazy. What do you think of the American birds? America's <laughs> well, America's nuts. You know what America is? <laughs> the way I see it. That's why I moved out there. The you know, I was a kid. I'm going out there. My aunt changed my date of birth and my passport when I was 16, so I was 21. Takes me out to all these nightclubs. Introduced me to all these beautiful American women as Paul McCartney's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little nobody from the northwest. Oh my god, his nephew wants some of this when I fucking. So that was, you know, half the reason I moved out. Oh, the, the women hear the English accent. Do you know what? Like, do you know? Yeah, whoa. the English accent gets you far, you know. Mm. And I don't know why, but they love it. That like I was in Miami. They say, "Nigga, you from New York? You lying? You ain't from London?" I'm like, "Listen, hey, I'm to show you my passport, my driver's license." You know what I mean? But yeah, man, I feel like out there, like. Um, BBL surgery it's accepted but in the UK mm. they're a bit stiff in the UK they, um, people make comments and stuff the UK when you get your body done everyone too but in much. America yeah. I feel like you can't be a 10 out of 10 girl if you ain't got your body done I feel like that's the way they, they treat it because you can be so beautiful this 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 but you just, you're gonna walk past 10 girls that got the maddest ass maddest breast slimmest waist and it's just like that's how it is. It's accepted, so yeah. yeah we'll go with it. We'll just stay true to yourself, innit? Did you go on the beach in Miami? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Miami, I was <laughs> everywhere. Yo, only four days, you know. But hey, we go again. Yeah. We go again soon. I was the best man at a wedding on one of those beaches in Florida. And yeah, it's it's something else. Maybe. But I planned to move to LA before the SWAT team came because I just like the vibe out there. It's really good. There's a lot of um, party people. It's very relaxed. East Coast is way fast-paced. West Coast, really slow, mellow. And raves in Arizona, we can only get like 10,000 people, but LA, you get like hundreds of thousands out in the desert and stuff. Yeah. Did you see any of the desert scenery when you were out at all? I was in Vegas. You went up to Vegas? Yeah. In Vegas. That's where I married the um, les <laughs> lesbian porn star. I was in the little white chapel on Las Vegas oh, Strip. Man. <laughs> you was living the American dream. <laughs> And she wanted to go to a brothel on our wedding day. What? Barking yeah. Up. Barky. Yeah. <laughs> barky. That's what we call Barky. <laughs> barky. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> what did you get up to in Vegas then? I'm all shooting out, like shooting a video out there. Um, that was in what, 2017, 18? It was like 20 years old. We couldn't even drink. But I was like 90, yeah. man. <laughs> like 90, <laughs> I like man. couldn't buy no alcohol. No. They got odd oh, ads, you know. You had to buy me some weed out there. Like, yeah. It was peak car. I couldn't even go in the shop. Like. As soon oh. as I went in the dispensary, the, like, yeah, the ID, man tried to bluff it, tried to give them my ID. They was like, yeah, you got to come <laughs> out. I was like, shit. They, yeah. They're so hardcore over alcohol, aren't they? Mm. They're, they're strict over there. You can't buy it. Like, if you're not 21... In America, it's long. Mm. Do not go America. It's long. Yeah. Trust me. Unless you, unless you got like links and that, like you're out there with the, the rappers or something, and their man's gonna pattern you or something. You get me? And they can bring you in the clubs and all these things. But if not, forget it. It's long. 
<laughs> so you couldn't even get in the clubs in Vegas? No. Until some, some, some 80, 80 plus, plus clubs. Strip yeah, club. Yeah, shit <laughs> club. <laughs> Wait, what shit club there? A, do, a dollar dance, what was it? What dollar dances are that? Dance that? What, that was getting yeah. gassed, like. I was thinking, thinking yeah, what? That's <laughs> 90 yeah, living the dream. Dashing out dollars and that. These times, what? If you go to a proper strip club in America, 21 plus, yeah, That's safe. That's going to know. That was Miami. Safe. Lost my head in Miami, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's your craziest party story? Probably my birthday man. still. Oh, yeah, your birthday. Yeah, my birthday, I was fucked. I ain't ever been like that in my life. Like, I was God. I don't really remember it. I just seen pictures and shit. Hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just gone, like. You yeah. know, you just black out. You don't really yeah. just... I was pretty much there. Out I was out of it. But it was lit. No, but we have, bro, if you talk about tour now and then cl and clubs after tour and shit, there's been mad stories. Mm. Even when I was in Miami, obviously I went in Miami with everyone, just me and my, one of my guys and then a couple of other men. So, but that time is where I lost my head. Like I was burst, <laughs> money got spent, the DJ's running my song, I'm getting gassed. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> like, yo, I left the club broad daylight, sun's out, burst. I gave the cab driver like a hundred dollars. I was like, take me to my hotel. <laughs> like, he's, my hotel's five minutes down the road. I'm just like, take me this. It was someone else's Uber. Yeah. I said, brother, let's get out. Like, I was off my head. Good thing I went driving out there. <laughs> <laughs> when we did um, after parties for my workers, we'd like rent a room at the Scottsdale Hilton Villas for a few days, close the curtains, take all the paintings down. Mm. There'd be like a pile of coke on one, pile of crystal meth on another painting, pile of ketamine, load of extra pills on the one. And we just go for days. And I'd like, I'd have my roller boots on, I'd go, put my shades on to hide my bugged out eyes. After roller boot up to the fucking reception to book it for another day and come back down. Um, what kind of setup were you guys' after parties like? What was going on? Bear yak. Bear loud. Like, you get me? Just yep. get me in. After party was. After we had an after lead. party, then you have that kind of apartment party. So you have the mm. the main event, after party, apartment party. But the filter system is so technical. <laughs> if you make it back to the to the apartment, like, yes, it's yeah. only TT <laughs> yeah. regulated. Like, no, no funny business, no fan behavior, none yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, you know, you lot aren't allowed. But more time, we've patterned everyone that can come back prior to us even because we know them you know what I mean because yeah. that's how people go out wrong a lot of people go out wrong on tours shows after parties they're just out there they don't ask the right questions they just go out wrong and you hear rappers all this allegation that nah never because we're not new to it mm. when we grew up it was, it was quite popular well, anyway. get excited. so we already knew how to handle this we're like bro yeah prep talk before we go out there and then <laughs> we go out and have fun are you guys conveniently single or are women trying to lock you down Man, I'm single, man. <laughs> Trust me. Single, man. No, no girl don't want no me, lotion. man. Get me. It's, but it's a no lotion thing at the same time. <laughs> Get me. Money over. Money over everything. But no girl don't want tell, the guys. I go tell a man. Imagine, 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 imagine you got told every, you have to make 10K every time before you fuck a girl. So you make 10 grand, then you can fuck. Then you start again from zero. Make a 10 grand. Because bad guys won't even fuck. Bad guys, bro, bad guys will be shit. And bad guys will use their head and say, you know what? Yeah, I got a, I got a, like, when we got, when we got back from Dubai, that's what I said anyway. Got back from Dubai, spent mad amount of money, came back. I was like, fuck. What do I care about more than money or, or pussy? Like, you know what I mean? And I said, you know what? 10 grand. Before I, before I do anything else. So you got a reward system. 
What is Dubai like? Lit. <laughs> oh boy. Is it? Oh boy. I don't know why they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. It, should be, in it should be the best. <laughs> Dubai stays in Dubai. Because the they, got, they, got they got death penalty out there for shit. Guys, it's paying money. You see money. Money yeah. talks. That, see the language it talks. Yeah. Oh, Everyone understands it. All over the world, they understand money. They don't understand English, it's money they understand. Money talks. I had people messaging me from Dubai and they say it's like the kids of the cops and uh, whoever's running the country, they're all the ones got access to the best drugs and they're running the drugs. Crazy. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought even stuff like um, prostitutes and that would be, oh my days, X, death penalty. What? They got their leaflets on the floor and stuff. They're everywhere. Their business that. cards and that. <laughs> they're, they're walking there. around like, everywhere Yo. that you go KFC, the outside <laughs> KFC. <laughs> you go MacD's, the outside Bro, MacD's. Don't you fool go. yourself. When you go there and you think you're chatting to a girl, she's not from the UK or That's America. A, yeah. Bro, she's going to start talking about, yeah. Yo, she's gonna money. move like she likes you, and you're gonna get all the way to the end where you're thinking, Yeah, I'm finna, huh? And she's gonna say gift, and you're gonna look at her <laughs> like, What? <laughs> what did you just say, bitch? Yeah, what, the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? With all your enemies, do you worry you might get honey trapped in a situation like that? Honey trapped? I've honey trapped tra three times in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've been set the fuck up three I times, and since that, since that, Never again. And I was a youth, yeah. man. I was a little youth thinking, yeah, man. Yeah. Going out there. Three different occasions. I've been Three different occasions? Oh, yeah. man. Not what happened? Me, oh, bro. I think the first time I've gone... Oh, I've all said this in my song. I said it in one <laughs> of my songs. And I said it in... Um, what was that song that that um, Valentine's Day? Was thing it I Trust done? Issues? Trust Issues. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, mm. I had to go link a girl. I'm chatting to her. Whatever. But she's saying, raw, I should meet her like across the road somewhere, innit? Like it was like a station. I was like, all right, cool. You know I mean? I've got there early. I'm thinking, ah, you know what? Let me go to Tesco, innit? I've gone to the Tesco's, but I'm looking over where I'm meant to be meeting her. I see about 10 men run up in there, looking left and right, oh. looking around. I'm like, scanning on some text. I'm like, yo, where are you? Are you here? I'm here, where are you? I can't see you. I was like, oh my days, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? All these times I'm like 15, like I'm not... I'm not some major member rapping, nothing like that. I'm just a youth from this area and probably the youths didn't like, man. You know what I mean? So obviously now, I've just kind of just walked out and just walked the opposite direction and just kept walking in it. I'm thinking, what if these youths come? This is where it is, man. I'm gone. Just kept walking and made it out of there. Um, yeah, I think another time. It's bare shit, man. Another time I've gone to get food. Some girls see me, started snapping me. Next thing you know, convoy pulls up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gone now. Like, managed to barge my way out of that that situation. Get out of that. Then another time, and ah, oh. bro, if I see this girl again, hey, nah, not me, man. Nah, there was a lot of the one time the all the police came. That's how the situation kind of unfolded because I've gone I've gone to link this girl but she's like no nah, just come by yourself today I'm going to be with my friend I'm like you're with your friend I'm with my friends then come with about 10 man go to link her next thing you know it's a bag of utes that's come out that side this side and I'm like raw I thought you said so I didn't know about it I didn't like I, I promise you I'd, I'm like you bitch I was like I was like family da -da 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 -da. so I'm thinking we're all gearing up like, saying that saying that she's looking left and right feds come whoop whoop everyone's scattered out scattered and then, yeah, she was all trying to shout at me on Facebook and these things saying, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. Did I'm just thinking, you flipping Jezebel. Hey. 
But yeah, see, Man's since then. about girls and that, bro. You need then, to be worried about niggas as well, because they're going to land you up as well. Land you up as well, bro. But trust me, girls, <laughs> girls have seen girls have seen that side of me when I thought something went right. I've been with a female, something didn't seem right, and I, showed, I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Me. Like, if you think anything like that can happen, boom, 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 she got the message, and then, yeah. It just wasn't that but there's been so I don't I don't really invite the energy into my life no more and if I don't know you if I don't all them trust issues and that it's more than just yeah I don't want love it's a lot to it still and guys a lot of the downfall of a lot of great people are, are females a lot of great men yeah women can be treacherous sometimes can't they so you say you got a sixth sense for this kind of situation I'm happy now. it happened to me when I was young yeah. the last time it happened I was at 17 since then, I've got to happen to us now. No chance. Impossible. Like, it's actually impossible. Yeah. I cannot lie. It's like a lot of people, you shouldn't say stuff is impossible because stuff is always possible. But in this case, like, Not that's impossible. Man, it going out by no female. Because uh-uh. you know, your enemies are always trying to think, <laughs> right, they've got these defenses. How are we going to get through these defenses? I've seen it. I've live been with a female. <laughs> and, and, um, she was on her Snapchat and I've looked at her phone. I'm like, right, who's that? I oh, just one of my friends, but these girls are quite naive. They don't mm. really get it. And this guy, I don't have this person on Snapchat, but we don't get along. And I've seen his location there and then. This is the, I'm thinking, yeah, let's fly out on that. And that's not even her intending to do that. That's just because girls fuck with everyone. That's nah, weird. So you said you put these stories from your life in your music. And earlier you said your music was about making money. Do you think as well as making money, your music is about telling your stories to the people or just telling the stories of what it's like where you're from to other people who have no I idea. I feel like that's uh, cool. We got past music is money, so we know we're going to make money off of this. Yeah. But what do we put in our music now? Are we really just going to do music as we ah, la, 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 or are we going to be true to what we live? That's like, in in a sense, it was like, that was a sacrifice. We, we're going to be true to us. If it doesn't work, then it is what it is, isn't it? Like, at least we tried out this music thing, but we're not going to sell out just for the money. So that's the angle it was. It was like, yeah, of course, there's an opportunity here, but we're still going to do it our way. And that's where it was true to kind of um, what we live and our stories. And I guess the answer is that. Because there's a really important opportunity to get a social message across. You know, with everything we've seen in America, Black Lives Matter my campaign against the war on drugs and all the private prisons and all that bullshit and you police harassment i think it's it's a good um message to because you've got such a big audience to wake people up to what's going on in the world with all this bullshit over the war on drugs and you know it just makes me sick what other stories from your life then like major stories because people are going to be fascinated by what you said about the honey traps I'm going to put that as a separate clip people are going to be all over that what other stories from you, your lives did you put in your music that you think would fascinate people because you lived it you might think right it's probably nothing to me but yeah, then there's a lot of stories so it's, where the hell would you even start in terms of music what stories and because especially we don't really talk about certain things, yeah. it's like that's that's why it's a bit difficult to kind of think. It's like what have I actually even really told people about? Like, people don't know about the honey chat thing. You know what I mean? I yeah. Really, I said it kind of. I hinted at it in one of my songs, but mm-hmm. I, I made it the rest of the song not about me. Yeah. So people just took it as lyrics. But these things really happen. So anything we're saying, it's not like it don't happen. Yeah. 
but wait, what stories do you reckon? Is that how you write your lyrics? You just draw on the inspiration of other music and what's happened to you in your life? Is that your yeah, formula? I feel like, I feel like, I feel um, like it's a mix of both. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, could be a bit of it could be about myself. And after that, it could just be a whole next thing. Like, but it's music, in it? So you could be either, some people use their imagination. Mm-hmm. Some people write about their bridging. Some people write about their mum. Some people write about... Psh, they're people that they don't like. Do you know what I mean? Other just people that they might know that's going through something. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just an expression. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Literally. But for me, I'm more like kind of about myself. I'm learning to do more like branch out a bit and start like putting my, my, my myself in someone else's shoes and telling that sort of story and that. But it's like what Ian said, we're just staying true to what we know, do you know what I mean? Not really setting out to make that whatever it is that anyone wants us to make, like yeah. staying true to what we know. Yeah. So your heart is steering you. Literally. Yeah. As a writer, I come across people who say they've got writer's block. I never have writer's block. I've got like five years worth of projects in my head. Do you have to be in the mood to do your lyrics? That's a tricky one. Because I feel like uh, if you have to be in the mood to do it, then you shouldn't really be in this field of work. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. this is your bread and butter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I do get writer's block. Like, it's not... Writer's block's a real it's thing. It's a real thing. It's like, annoying, but you have to learn how to do it. How do you... How do, how you, do you get it? Like, it's like, you know when, when you play a game, yeah? you know when everyone turns on the... Everyone's got PlayStation or something or play PlayStation or whatever. When you play the game, it tells you at the beginning, raw, like, after a certain amount of time, take a break for 15 minutes or something and then come back. Like, it's the same thing with the writing thing, like... When you're writing, you're writing, you're writing. You might be there for an hour, two hours. See, after that, you're going to need that nice little 30 minutes or something to just stay away from that, not hear the beat anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do something else, whether that's go eat, go chat a girl, do whatever, get some inspiration from something else. But that's just kind of how the writing process goes. Like, if you, it is possible to get writer's block, and we do get it. Would you say you're a workaholics gang, though? I would like to think so. Yeah, I like to think so. Still, I'm I'm an extreme workaholic, and because I haven't been able to take breaks, the pressure's built up, and I've just gone, you know, on, on the rampage and melted down. How do you put the brakes on yourself to tell you, force yourself to stop and take those breaks? I mean, I got it's the people that you have around you. You know, I'll be honest, Kai. See, if we didn't have a good support system that can see that, bro, Bronham's looking tired. Ronan's looking like he's he's not doing too well. Like, bro, go, you feel me? Go have a rest. You get me? Like, health is wealth. Do you get what I'm saying? So I feel like that plays a big part into it. Like, the support system around us. Like, even man's mum and dad, do you know what I mean? Mum's always telling me, like, don't overdo it. Like, don't overdo yourself. Like, do you know what I mean? You can do a lot, but you see when you're feeling to that point where it's just like, you don't even feel like you're alive anymore. <laughs> You're just working. Like, that's the point where I feel like you should just be like, all right, cool, let me just take a step back, rest for a bit, and recoup, go back Even at it again. Even things like Dubai and that, like going on, a, going on a trip car, we didn't, I didn't realise it would be that refreshing. As I'm out there, I'm thinking, Lord, this was needed. Needed. If needed. we didn't do that, I don't, nah, bro, I'll be honest. 
So there's certain yeah, things so in life so. that I feel like there was times if we didn't do it at the right time, it would have been collapsed after that because mm. certain stuff would either happen when we've gone or it's like when we've come back, these things are happening and if we didn't go, we would have reacted, we would have reacted a certain, a different type of way than when we did go and come back. It's like, all right, cool, man's more refreshed. We know where our head's at. We know what we need to be doing. Let's do that instead of getting distracted and falling off onto some next shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I f- yeah, definitely trips is definitely a big part of keeping your he- level headed. Yeah. A few weeks ago, even the viewers were telling me you look a bit tired because my best mate, he calls me the robot I never stop. <laughs> you should listen to them. Trust I know, me. man. I need to take some breaks, have some little vacations and Trust shit. Me, yeah, bro, yeah. It's needed. Don't go to Arizona. Or don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm banned for life from America. <laughs> And a lot of countries won't let me in now. So, yeah, I would like to go some of the places you've been at and uh, enjoy Dubai and things like that. But I'm fucked, unfortunately, for my own, my own bad choices. All right, so can you explain what 410 is? 410 is a family. Yeah. It's a family. So cool. Get me. It's just, uh, just a way to describe, describe the brotherhood, I guess. Circle of brothers. It's got a lot of meanings to it, to be fair. But yeah, that's what it's something to identify by. This is us. Yeah. Because mm. I imagine a lot of Americans aren't familiar with, you know, I've watched all your interviews, listened to all your music, and a lot of these names come up, like uh, Zone 2, Harlem Spartans, um, Mizomac, Karma, Quengface. Um, it's like a foreign language, I imagine, for a lot of people. Can you explain? I mean, I know I know a bit about it, but for people who don't understand anything about this, can you just explain about all these different names I just said? Just different groups. Yeah, just fair. different yeah. artists from different groups. No, people, some people, a lot of the time people are doing this numbers number system, but I feel like the numbers just stemmed from, from Chicago. Chicago had, they were going off for um, streets and... Like 63rd and 64th, and that's the name of their street. So they were naming their groups the street name. Yeah. So then in, our, in London, that's like, oh, cool. But like, our group is going to be called this, that group is going to be called that. Then certain people, everyone has different names for their groups. Like some people have names, some people have numbers, some just had to identify them in it, literally. Then everyone's name's going to be specific to them, and they're going to have their reasons why they chose that. Some people chose numbers, some people chose abbreviations. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how that is, to be fair. And in America, you saw it evolve to like East Coast versus West Coast. Is the like rivalries within London then within these different groups? Not as far as South and North and East and West, but just yeah. locally. Yeah, and very local. Like it's kind of like South South, yeah, West West, North North, East East. That they all have their own. Separate face, not yeah. That AM says it's easier to go north, west, and east and collaborate mm-hmm. and have a relationship with someone from them size than in south. Because mm-hmm. south, everyone's there's so many different divisions, and and that's dangerous as well. But it's slowly, slowly changing though, like that, like what across the river, yeah, like yeah, yeah definitely. South, south people are linking up with north people, do you know what I mean, like that. There's certain link-ups that and become you, more than yeah, music like, or more than just the surface. Now you're starting to get into gang territory and mm. I don't like your ops. And I, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's all where of it that. gets all techie. Me, 
ain't involved none of that, man. Once none. I cross the river, I'm Gucci. I ain't, I ain't trying to jump up in no one else's past. Like, I ain't got my own things to deal with, you know? Word. People are fascinated by YouTube battles and they get a lot of views. Does the rivalries that we just talked about, do they end up in the music and getting the views and are the battles? That's kind of like, I wouldn't say rap battling, but yep. it was kind of like they're tempted and stuff like that. The back and forth. Yep. Obviously that got, that got X'd out and was confused because like, that's the backbone of rap music. That's how it started with the, the whole rap battles and stuff like that. So when it's our turn, why don't we get a chance? You know what I mean? Why does our thing have to get X'd out? So, but that's that's kind of kind of the same thing. To be fair, the people are interested. They want to know. Right, cool. They said this. They said this. They like that's that's kind of the backbone of rap. So I feel like that should be allowed. To be fair, it's not like it's, you know what I mean. It's it's music. That's just, have there been a lot of response videos to attempted then? What reactions and yeah yeah oh what responses in terms of. The people that were being dissed in the yeah. video, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Not that I noticed, and if it was, it was shit. So I don't know. So there's only so many music studios in London, especially one that specialises in drill music. Do the opposing groups ever run into each other during recording sessions? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not that I've heard of. Not that I've heard of, but it's not, it's not, I wouldn't be surprised that, oh my days, that happened at a studio. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's the engineers, I reckon they'd be a I bit feel, more yeah, they than that. Yeah, they do their, their research before they, they yeah. books a, a drill artist. I think that's the precaution that every studio takes when it's like, when they find out that you're a drill artist, they're probably going to go back now. They're going to ask somebody who knows about the drill scene like that. Or they're gonna just automatically know, ah, right, cool. He don't mess with this person, so I'm not gonna book this person at this time or even on this day. Like that's the, the one engineers time it got close. Mm. It wasn't studio, but certain channels and stuff would set up events where a lot of rappers come down in one day and go. There, like I don't know if any madness actually happening there, but it's very very close shaves. Like you're gonna have a group come in the morning, and then the opposite group come in the evening, but the same day. If they're getting any type of knowledge that's happening, could be fatal. So I feel like people that do that need to do their due diligence and make sure that, yo, even if you do it on separate days and change the location, you have to do that because I've seen very, I've been involved in a very close shave where I've seen somebody that I don't get along with. I didn't know it was them because they were so far away. I literally just left the, the building and they went into the building. But because I was like, oh, a bag of utes over there. But I just jumped in the car, left. Later on, I got the bird call, like, yo, that was did it. I was like, Lord, have mercy. Like, you know so what I mean? It, so It could literally just go off like that. Just like guys. that. And I ain't talking yeah. about this. I'm talking about people that you specifically, directly have issues with. Like, me and you cannot be within 100 metres of each other. So when you're touring then, did they have to get some kind of special insurance in case it goes off in the audience, if rival shop or something? Rebels can't shop to none of us. I'd say even that the fans themselves would 
there, there, out. there is yeah. no way nah. any has winning on the cover. Any po- I don't even think I would. Make I it. promise you, anybody yeah. that has a problem with us yeah. wouldn't do that one. That I wouldn't even do that. And Literally. I don't claim to be. I, I don't claim to be no big bad, the baddest man out here. Big but I'm telling you, <laughs> nobody that's, that's, that's a stupid. Mission, that's a suicide so. mission. You're gonna go up in a man's mission. tour. That's his raw fans, you know. Raw. His or she fans. There's fans that are more on it than the actual people. There's fans that are crazy. Yeah. No, you could have woke up in there and try to do anything. You're gonna no. get rushed. Get your like, ass taken yeah. out again. <laughs> Security's due to join in and, and, and that. Yeah, stop it. No you way they could saved. do that. That's a suicide mission. <laughs> what about you guys just getting mobbed by the fans generally because they're just so fanatical about you? Has anything got crazy? A lot of them are quite respectful. They're there. Like some of them will be excited. The first time it happened when we probably went. Um, where did we go? Wolves. But even that, it wasn't really a mobbing. It was just like they were just rolling with us. Like we were trying yeah, to walk to our no, cars. and That all, one day, at cool. <laughs> Let me not lie. When that was going on, because that was like man's first time doing yeah. shows and even being in a whole different city like that. I'm thinking, fam, these youths better not chat. It was, nothing, I lie, it was, it was very close thing. to getting sticky car. We're, we wasn't used to that. So I'm thinking, nah, these like, youths are plotting. Like, 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 hold on, are they plotting on man? Like, like, cool, let's go to the cars and come back. No, 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 we're friends. We're fans that we did we got pictures and that. I was like, oh, but we're thinking, why are you following that, bro? They were moving booky. Like they were following the whole, us thinking, back yeah, to the no, whips. Gonna have to get cracking. Then we, you can't go all the way to the whips with them following you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we've just had to stop round the corner and be like, yo, like, what's good, that? What are you not following, man, for? They're like, oh no, no. Bear in mind, these are youths. It's not like raw little <laughs> I'm talking children and two youths and you know what I mean. You can't really, you can't really tell until you speak to them and you be like, okay, okay. That's what's going on. Yeah, no, it's a little mad one. Seems a we got wolves though. Serious. That was lit. That show there was lit. All right. So when you watch the videos online, all the young guys seem to have a lot of bravado and make some pretty bold claims about the lifestyles. Not talking about you guys, just in general. How often is it total bullshit and they are actually working behind the checkout in Asda? I feel like, I feel like Joe, with your music, um, the listeners are very, very diligent. So they do their background research, everything. Like, you wouldn't get away with it if it was just like, if it was a different thing and you always talk about, yeah, I roll with these guys and you don't. Or they, like, they'll draw it out very easily and it happens isn't it you see certain well, pages there are, there's some fans and that some even trolls let's not even call them fans let's call them trolls there's some trolls that will they actually get internet famous off of cussing you yeah <laughs> like, I've, had like, it. I've had it there'll be and I was stupid enough to respond to some of followers, but he will say something so funny on Twitter that everyone retweets it and now this guy's got all 10k yeah everyone's he will change his name like do you know what I mean like and everyone rates him now <laughs> everyone rates him he has a say in what happens in the draw scene and then you've got blog pages as well like the UK draw news is the um, Lambeth draw news is North Gang Wars things like that that they also have a say like, nobody knows who these guys are but if they say my man is wet <laughs> and he's not on shit that's the final say like everyone now is going to be questioning it like right my man's Lambeth Junior said he's wet <laughs> <laughs> he must be wet. UK Junior said he's not on shit. He must not be on shit. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah man, it's definitely influence from these blog pages and stuff. Are you getting mobbed more, more by male fans or female fans? 
Mel, man, they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I ain't getting mobbed by no males, man. No, bro. I got female. I'm joking. Bro, fuck males. Males, <laughs> man. Initially, I don't know. Remember when we was in that like, Wolves and man's getting all RKO'd by, by the females and shit over mm, the barriers mm, and that, like, mm. bras get thrown Yo, yeah, on stage and that. Yeah, girls have their moments, I mean? but... It's the males, the males act like, more excited, you know what I guess, I'm saying? It's, it's, it's true like, music, so obviously... The man them's feeling it just that little bit more. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. they move like, yeah, like, bro, I'm feeling your thing, like, yeah. Where, where, where? Like, they're proper excited, like, but it's cool, though. Do you know what I mean? As long as everyone keeps their respect and that, I don't have no problem with that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It comes with what we're, what we're doing. Yeah, I was in the gym with Charlie the other night, and um, every now and then someone comes up and says, yeah, you know, watch your YouTube. And it, it's nice, and then Charlie's like, why can't this be women? <laughs> it's all men. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> you got any questions for these guys, Charlie? You want to um, say anything? No? Go on, Charlie. Go on, yeah. Charlie. Go on, Charlie. Go on, Charlie. <laughs> Come on, I know you got something on your Come mind. On. I know Joe and James do. Right, so I, I do have one question. Yeah. Go on, um, Charlie. So... It, it, this does get referenced in quite a lot of music about the, you know, the police bringing in guns. A lot of corruption within the police. Mm. Apparently, the police supposedly bringing a lot of the, the guns into the country, mm. being involved in a lot of, well, nefarious activities. Is there any truth in that? Hundred percent. What you guys have been about? Hundred percent. Just like <laughs> it's, it's only slime. A B A B C, man. Like we don't, we can't, we don't grow cocaine in this country. <laughs> like, so how like, does it get here? Bolivia. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, so what? We we're, we're getting on the planes with coke. Like, come on, we can't do that. So it's just, it's just, it's just, and it's been known, man, from the wire and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, this this shit ain't. But it's, it's not know, new. It's not it's, new. It's who am I to draw it out? I can't. I can't go out and do a whole big song and then it stops. <laughs> to fuck up everyone's everyone's thing anyway. So it's just it is what it is. That's the way it goes. But to get grabbed for it and to get bagged for it that's where you're taking the else car so what these guys are doing it why am i the one that has to pay the price you know what i mean so just whatever you do just try to avoid that but i feel like a lot of people even lose sight as to why they're in this or why they why they was in the gang life or why they were selling drugs the whole aim really is just to get out and do better but a lot of people get caught up in the life and forget to do better they just get out and do more and then eventually that run ends so yeah don't lose sight of why you're in this What's your message for young people who've got gangsteritis and they watch movies like Scarface? Gangsteritis. I do think I want some of that. <laughs> um, they're going to learn one way or another and usually it's the hard way. When they lose friends and things like that, God forbid they lose their life, that's the worst lessons to learn. But I feel like a lot of the times when you're younger, you're easily impressionable, but then at a certain point it gets hold on. Like yesterday I met a 17 year old that said Ra, when his, when one of his close brethren's died he realised hold on what am I doing now it's because it's real This it's real and where it might look like a movie it happens and when it happens to someone closer to you that's when you choose and obviously at the age of you making your choice you're old enough because you've made a choice it's either this or that and you decided that yeah I'm just going to try to fly through it and nothing's going to happen or you're going to have to take the L's as much as the winnings and I don't think the winnings is that appealing. Like, if I had a choice when I was younger, we didn't really have a choice. Like, we we come up and the group we are is the group we've always had. That's not a choice. That's just us. But if I had a choice to be like, I can be with these lot or I can do this, I would have chose the other route. I would have chose another route. I think that is a really important message, AM, because sometimes people say you have 
a lot of ex-cons on and you're glamorising crime. But we're telling the kids, you know, if you get in the drugs game in this day and age, you're going up against like the Albanian mafia. We had someone, they told us a story up in the north. This kid had just got into the game and Albanian mafia shop his house, take his fucking eyeballs out. <sighs> you can't compete against that, you know, and they see it's like glamorised from the movies and things like that and I understand if they've not got much money they want some of that I was the same but it does end in the in the prison police death my mum had a nervous breakdown my sister had to have counselling and um, it's not worth the price in the long run the, the police will take everything you earned fucking no, take one, your house one, everything. No, one Joe person has ever said in a song Joe was great all my guys sent me money it was <laughs> like I, I, I called him out say I mashed up this guy but they're not saying yeah um, everyone looked out for me my guy's doing 20 everyone got him no one says that everyone knows all the jail stories is shit they're saying no one looked out for me no one done this no one done that so I don't understand how police and everyone else says yeah you lot are glamorising this life because now we're saying the realness yeah, the telling realness. you that yo this is peak like it might sound like this 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 like, you could, like the amount of people that even make it out from selling drugs is very minimal. Like the, I, I don't even know the percentage, but it might just, it might be like zero point something percent people that actually make it out, and make it legit, and change their life around from selling drugs without going to jail, without getting killed, without getting injured. You know what I mean? So realistically, it's, it's cap when they say, "Yeah, the glamorized, glamorized this, this, that," because no one's a fool. Like everyone, nobody watches Scarface and goes out and says, "I need to buy guns now and do it how he done it." You know what I mean? Yeah. I watched Snowfall. I got excited for a night, and then the next day I woke up and it was reality. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah, in jail, there's a whole lot of drilling going on and a whole lot of dropping the soap going on. And rape is now so common; you have to go to a rape class in prison Fuck to get off. taught how not to get raped. Wow, Fuck it's off. a waste of time. They just show you a video of some predators in the day room. Young people coming in, they're hungry. If they take food off the predators, they got them in debt. And they say next day they say, right, you got to pay for that. Got no money. Well, you're going to get fucking stabbed unless you pay for it. What am I going to do? Gonna have to kill Go in you. that room over there and do whatever that fella says or else we're going to fucking kill you. And if they do it, they just get rented out as prison prostitutes then. That's, that's called becoming a punk or getting turned out. There's no coming back from that. Well, they've got to hold a man's pocket like in prison break. <laughs> 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 Teabag in it. Oh, man, that's why I don't want to put myself in that scenario because that's my certain death now. Now I'm just dead. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? Like, why Why was I even in that scenario in the first place? Yeah. I'd rather stay out of it because I know myself, that's literally, you're killing me. And it's my story. That's where it ends. <laughs> literally. So, so what do you say, Skeng, though, to young people who've got gangsteritis? Listen, y'all need to chill out. Chill out, man. Chill out, man. Go school and that. Get me. I didn't even know that was a thing. Gangster writers and all No that. word. <laughs> but yeah, fam, just go school, your education and that. Obviously, I'm not going to be the guy to sit here and be like, yeah, school's going to shape your whole life. Like, yeah, you could trust me, car. That's all a setup in itself. You get it. But you definitely got to go and do it. So just go do that. Do something positive, fam. That's the only thing man can push positivity. Cause a lot of the time, they, the media puts me in AM in a negative light. Do you know what I mean? But this is just one of those moments that man's going to say, yeah, you don't be positive, do the positive thing, stay out of trouble and that, that. you get me? See, in the long run, <laughs> it's not worth it. And none of your brethrens are going to have you. You're going to be done out here. Like one bum, you get it? <laughs> Trust me. So I guess 
The police are waiting for you to fuck up. The private prisons are looking at you as suckers that they can just warehouse and make 60 grand a year off and hardly feed you or give you fuck all. You're going to be in a fucking cell with a couple of dudes who are shitting, farting, wanking. <laughs> you can't even get out of that fucker because you're locked down most of the time. It's not... It, a lot of the times, the man fuck is, a lot of guys that don't have problem with listening to authority and police, teachers and stuff like that. You end up in jail and where you on the road, you had a right to say no and, and cut. Nah, bro, you're getting locked in that. The, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard now. That fucks with a man's brain if you've gone your whole life thinking, yeah, fuck authority. I do what I want to do. And now you can't. You start moving mad. So, yeah, don't do that to yourself. Do you have a lawyer on standby in case the cops right pull now. a fast one? Yeah. Speed out. Speed out. Anything happens <laughs> right now. But police, when they pull us, they do, they have to move a bit. They move a bit weary now, especially when they find out because it's like, yeah, we do know what's going on. My phone is out. As soon as a police officer pulls up to my car, phone like this. Taping them. Like, yeah, straight away. Yeah. Straight away. Until they snatch my phone, slap my phone out of my hand. I'm like, what are you doing? If the noise that I give hey, you, guys, you don't have to give police your name in this country anyway. What do you think about all this shit with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter? I feel like, remember, I've always said I don't speak about politics because I'm not a politician, so mm. any view I have is just my personal view. But I feel like um, um, it had to happen. Like, the response anyway, RIP to George Floyd and all the people that died from that violence, but I feel like the response was necessary and where everyone feels like peace is the way forward, um, it's, it doesn't really bring results. So whereby people start reacting how they reacted, now it's a whole big issue. And I feel like that's the same with our music. It kind of resembles because we can talk about there's issues in our community and this, this, this. and there's and, But when we start putting it out there and just putting, bringing the violence to light and letting people know this is what's going on, it shook the whole, the whole of London and they say, whoa, we need to stop this. Can't let people know what's happening. And I'm like, nah, because all of that peaceful trying to do a petition and send it to the to Lambeth and the government and make them, nah, that doesn't work. Let's go expose everything now and fight fire with fire. And now that's when things happen and results. And you know what I mean? So I feel like it was definitely necessary. And I feel like, yeah, I just feel like it's very sad though. It's sad to see, but the racism is far from gone. Far. Uh, yeah, it's off the scale in America. Under the Constitution, they abolished slavery except for people convicted of crimes. Yeah. So what I they did was that, yeah. they just mass arrested people. So they got black guys now working on the exact same plantations they had them working at when they were slaves, but it's just now called convict labor. So the fucking people making the money off this just try to get around it, you know, one way or the other. It's absolutely sickening. I saw a cop say, to make my arrest quotas, I just go to a black neighborhood. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. No way. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a guy that, that um, I'm helping to this day. His name's T-Bone. Almost six and a half foot black guy, former US Marine. He's still in prison right now. They were going to give him 200 years for a robbery he hadn't done. He's very religious, he prayed, and he said, all right, I'm going to go to trial. Let's go to trial in Arizona, it's very risky. He went to trial, and they said to the cop, he said he's done the robbery, yeah. 
Was there a camera where he did the robbery? Yeah. Shows the video of him doing the robbery. Cop said didn't have time to get the video. He beat the case and he was so happy he thought he was going to get out. And they slapped another charge on him. Oh. They said he took $20 off a countertop in the shop oh. and gave him, found him guilty and gave him 13 years. Oh. And they had one witness to say that he did it. And she was in shit herself. And they let her off her shit. To say he did that. So wait, let me get this. No, America's straight. weird. Wait, let me get this straight. Probably wait, mad. My man basically he's in the workhouse for thirteen years for twenty dollars. Yeah. Because they say he's got prior <laughs> convictions. Okay. What's that? The free strike? Not free strikes, but just because he's got prior convictions. And this is a former US Marine who fucking had PTSD, get came back, he didn't get any help from free the government. My man. And um he was actually the only person I ever saw who was stopping prison rape. And he wasn't just fucking getting, um, knocking these guys out. He was getting stabbed, hit in the head with river rocks. socks. His entire body, the first time he ever came to my cell, I was just writing up my little stool and the sun just completely blacked out. I turned around, he was just stood there in the doorway like out of a fucking Conan movie with his trousers on, entire body covered in scars, not little scars, horseshoe sized scars, yeah. So this guy's got such a big heart and he's one of the bravest people I've ever met. And I'm, I'm you know, um, helping him in prison now to this day. He writes to me and we put videos up. People have sent him money. We're trying to get him on appeal and trying to get him out earlier. But um, yeah, he's, he's a really good guy, but fucking, you've got nothing coming if you're in the system, like you guys said earlier, once you get in that system. When you get out in America, the special forces, kind of cops, prison guards, who monitor you and they get bounties mm. just to put you back in. It's, it's just one big racket. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned then, you, you know, you've, you've detailed the discrimination you guys have had and getting pulled over and the harassment and all that. But a minute ago, you said there are important social issues in your neighborhoods. What are those issues right now? Um, a lot of the times the funding's getting misallocated um, so money's going to different people in the council or whatever and they're just using it for whatever but there's not enough for people to do like locally there's there's it's so weird like there's no there's like people say yeah they, you can do this you can do that all of these things aren't you don't walk out your door and know that you can do this there's not a poster that says you can do this or that there's not any community centre around you is closed down um it's just there's a lot more that, that could be done to keep guys off. And like, what, what do we do? Like, it's, the school's finished. You're out of summer holidays. You're all in the estate. What are you going to do? You're going to chill. You're going to move to girls. You're going to smoke a little bit. You're gonna, you know what I mean? And then you can't, it's mad hard for young people to get a job, especially young black people. I've been there when I was like 40, 15, 16, trying to do, um, first initially was trying to get, um, work experience so in year 10 I think you have to do work experience like I was applying all over the gaff then obviously in the school I was trying to apply get a job it's mad like apply with like 14 15 places you're like this is dead I don't know how people get jobs and you just do whatever you whatever you see on your doorstep these guys get money I want to be part of your operation and me get money with you so um just the funds need to be allocated correctly to the right people to community leaders and let them entrust them with the money and trust that they're going to know how to use it and help people and 
give more opportunities, especially now you're seeing drill music and music being a big thing. There's a lot of producers that you could create, a lot of camera camera crew. Um, there's lots of different roles you can play within the music that people can do, but they don't know. They're not um, exposed to that opportunity. So I feel like, yeah, those are those are just and those are just a few social issues that's going on locally, but. Yeah, I think you touched on some big ones there. The government closed down the youth centres. Mm-hmm. And where is the money going? They just put it in their own pockets. They give the buddies the contracts and they don't do jack shit with it. I, I can admit that, like, cool. Back in the day, community centres, they they kept people off the streets. But nowadays, if there was a community centre, there's so much more you could do there. So it's more than just keeping you off the streets. It's giving you opportunities to get money for yourself. There's so much more that can happen. And we can't, we're not at the stage where we can find that ourselves. So it's like we're, we're stuffing kid, um, the youngers in our cars, taking them to a studio and showing people this and showing them that. And it's, that's the most we can actually do. But Have you got a name for that program that you, so people can support what you're doing or is it just something nah, you're doing? You know, it's just us. We, yeah. we just local. These we look out for the younger generation because it's like regardless they're wrapped in what we was wrapped in but it's like now as olders we're only 23 so you don't you don't feel like an older but there's youngers younger than you so it's like we just try to help them as much as you're wrapped in what we're wrapped in we're still trying to show you there's still yeah, other so ways we can all get out of this we can ways. get out of it together yeah. you know what I mean but I'm not going to facade you and be like no don't do this don't do it because well, am I going to give you money am I going to put the money in your pocket and feed your family you know so what can I tell you? So it's almost like there's no alternative for them on purpose and there's just this pipeline into the prison system. Literally. Yeah. I think in America they call it the school to prison pipeline, something like that. So they got to really look up to you guys then, the young people, and listen to you because you've, you've fucking been there, done it. It's, you know, it is. You're going to have to... It's more than just telling them, though. You have mm. to physically have to show them, show them, and bring. How do you them. get through to them then? Like the hardest cases, they're with us though. They're the, they got with us together, so it's not like we're we're, we're lying. It's not like here yeah, where we live in Beverly Hills and we're telling you, listen to us and give us a chance. No, you wake up tomorrow, you're gonna see us there with you. <laughs> yeah, this guy yeah. Off. So when we're saying, yo, you know what, roll, come, come, do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Then you're rolling, isn't it? Does it get freakish for you? So many people recognizing you then. Not anymore. Nah, I feel kinda, like we're past that stage. We expect it now, but it's yeah. when yeah. we when we get back to our area, South is lesser. That it's like we everyone knows it's us. So it's not like, ah. It's just we we get to be ourselves when we're back in our area. But when we leave London, or even just different parts of London, then you get definitely like twenty one young. Man yeah, Bam, Bam, man, you can't like, go shopping centre. Like, <laughs> 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 but that novelty's got to wear out, doesn't it? <laughs> You get, you get, and we got like we have um, flipping bad tendencies. So if people are looking at us, or looking at us the wrong way. We think it's a that thing, and then right. end up saying, "No, I just recognised you." I was like, "Okay." Yeah. My one's always a bit fifty-fifty because I got the mask and whatnot. Yeah, so I figure, oh, do you know what I look like? You know what I mean? But like, yeah, no, I heard you speak, or <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What about people you grew up with? Then, as you became more successful, did some of your people who you were tight with start to change their behaviour towards you? Not really, not really. Like, cause everyone around us is included. Everyone has their own role. So guys don't even really have time to be looking and envying cause everyone's in their own lane and we're all just trying to work together and we don't really leave no one out. 
I don't believe in that to be fair. Yeah, I agree. So everyone has their own thing going on. Yeah. But somehow we still manage to connect. So. Because when you got those chat, those friends um, for years and years and years, there's just that loyalty and you understand each other, isn't there? And then um, it might be a bad example, but when the police came, over 100 people arrested with me, only four agreed to cooperate. They arrested Sammy the Bull's crew. I think there was 57 arrested with him and they all agreed to cooperate. Mm. So they were like fly-by-night characters that he had working for him, obviously. So you guys have not lost any of your close friends along the way. Yeah, just got to thank God for that, to be fair. Yeah. Like, in terms of loss, like dead or just... No, losing. I mean like losing that friendship. Oh, We're going to get no, to that no, next. No, no, no. <laughs> in terms of... No, nah, not in terms of friendship. Yeah. So. Well, that reflects well on your character. More than half of my party friends who are male are dead now because of the lifestyle choices. Have you lost friends? Mm. People close, like, like not in terms of our set, so in terms of our squad that we've come up with, not to none, not to the violence, but close by um, associates, um, people we know, a lot of that, we've lost people like that. But not from our direct um, group. So, because it's not in your direct group, did it not affect you that much, those deaths? No, it is. Initially, I feel like now it's literally watered down. But initially, it was, it was very, it was hurtful. It was like, even just to hear somebody that you didn't know was murdered or stabbed, or you think, oh shit, this thing's kind of mad. But now it's just like, it's the norm. So it's like, in a in a sense, you get a bit selfish. It's like I'm a I'm I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. So the fact that I'm even alive, someone's dad and RIP. You know what I mean? I'm sorry for that, but I'm alive. So let's keep going because you never know. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, we're just great. Every day I'm just grateful that all of the guys are still active, kicking, and we just do what you do. You know what it is like at the end of the day, everyone's going one day. You know what I mean? So what have you done while you was here? How does it affect you, Skengo, when you hear of a death? I mean, or, or a random death. People that like close, like close to me. Or yeah, like, close to you. Uh, close to me, it's a different thing. Like I've really lost a lot of people that's close to me, and like family members. Yeah, I've lost a couple of um, family members to cancer and stuff like that. But friends-wise, I've only lost like maybe like one or two. But it was like EMC weren't in like my circle, do you know what I mean? Like, it was my outside circle, like one of my close friends from school, um, he passed away when he was like 16 or something like that, 15 or something crazy, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, like he didn't even get to see his 18th, stuff like that, so I just think about like, like rod. Cause I know his birthday and that, it was his birthday on 10 days before mine, so it's just like, rod, throwing him with a being so-and-so today, do you know what I mean? Like, I think it affects me in that way. Like, cause that was the first time somebody lost their life to violence that was close to me, it was like, all right, cool. I kind of know that I managed to be moving diligent on these roads, car. that could be me, do you know what I mean? That's the, the kind of the lesson I took from it. Like, even though he's not from my area, he's from a completely different area and that, it's still the same thing that goes on. Do you know what I mean? Even everyone, I feel like everybody on these roads has had a near-death experience. Everybody. I don't think no one can say they haven't. People that haven't, they've had a clean run. But... From that, 
that's the point where you say, cool, that, I could have died then. Mm. So now everything I do from now is just a blessing. I'm just going to live it up and, and do what I can because that could have been me. You know what I mean? But I can't think of one person that hasn't. Like everybody has actually had a near-death experience in this thing. So, and everyone just has to, we're just blessed to still be about. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the closest to death you've been, AM? Boy, could have been an AF, could have been any, like, I've had many, I've had many experiences to be fair. At car accidents, mm. so many, literally. And not even just violence, that's what a lot of people on these roads literally. forget, like, it's you, bro, you, it's so not just, things. yeah, you can get shot, or you can get stabbed, like, natural things can happen to you, bro. If you don't take care of yourself, yes, you can just rub. You can have a heart attack. You can cross the road and get run over. These normal things can happen to you. Like, don't think because you're just on the road doing all of this, whatever you're doing on the road, it's just raw stabbings and shootings. It's just the only thing that's going to take you out, car. It's not, bro. In Arizona, it's the heat. It gets <laughs> almost 50 degrees <laughs> in the summer. And they got guns in the, under the driver's seats and in the fucking compartments and they get the road rage. They just start killing each other. <laughs> just overheat. Crazy. Guess like that stars in Dubai, <sighs> 40 degrees, stressing out. Sweating off and hot. It's hot. Hot out there, Storm. Imagine being in a cell like that. There's no fucking air conditioning, man. You get all these skin infections and bed sores. It drives you mental. All right, so if you've got this threat on your life, does it make you question your own mortality and perhaps you think, right, I just got to live every day to the fullest? Yeah, I thought I'm an optimist, innit? So I don't stress. I don't. I, I live, live it like live it. Cause I probably don't care. Like, course, in the moment you're gonna fight for your life, but what's the point of worrying about something that's inevitable? I don't. I don't. I actually don't see the point. Like, if you got an operation tomorrow, are you gonna cry the, the day before? Fuck it. You're gonna do operation. You're gonna get through it. So, just. I just wake up with a smile on my face because I've used my nine lives and I just think, fucking hell, man, this is gravy now. Literally. I'm fucking free. Look out the window at the fucking squirrels running around and I'm like, I'm high. It's fucking high of uh, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of the best highs. I've got the easiest job in the world. Just sit here <laughs> listening to the most interesting stories. <laughs> so I think James has got a question for you. Yeah, I noticed earlier in the year, Bill Minister was on Media, wasn't he? And he's running for the mayor of London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you make of him? A big up drawing minister, man. That's people's. Like he's doing, he's doing something that <laughs> there's actually no one in the whole drill scene that's doing what he's doing right now. Putting politics into the music. You get me? Um, I feel like he's just showing a different side of it. Showing the little, you know, the little tricks and things that the police and the government have up their sleeve and that, but. Yeah, man, the big up him, like, my respect's what he's doing. We've done a song, two songs, a song with Drill Minister. What's that called again? Political Drills political or something like that. Um, yeah, he went out to Belgium, linked up with some guy from Russia. 
who's the feds were trying to like shut his thing down, censor him as well. So we just linked up and done like kind of, yeah, just a link up music, his art, put it together for the first time. Um, but yeah, that was all including Drew Minister. Like, that I don't think like really it would have been the same outcome if he wasn't included in that. So yeah, big him up. Is he still running for mayor? I think so, you know. Like I think you made you were made a page the other day, you will follow me on the page, bro. It said Drill, Drilly for Mayor. Hey, everyone follow that up. Big man thing. He followed me on the, he made a whole new Insta page now. Um Drilly for Mayor. So I think he is still running for the mayor. Yeah. Big him up. I think Joel's got a question for you as well. Yeah, just what are you working on at the minute? What can we expect from our team? Tip, working on a solo EP. Mm-hmm. By the time this comes out, I'll probably, um, everyone will know about it anyway. Working on that solo EP, um, Skin Got He's, um, and just trying out different sounds, different features, different, just basically just giving, giving fans what they've kind of been asking for, just strategizing differently and just yeah, just forward trying to just get bigger and better to be fair. With the music, the music's a bit um don't know, music scene's not really that black and white. It might seem like it, but everybody has a plan, everyone has a strategy. Maybe like a song you didn't expect to blow up happen, but you have to have a strategy and a plan behind it. So it's kinda what we're doing now. Obviously no shows, coronavirus. But that's a bummer to be fair. Like I'm pissed about the no show. Especially people that are making noise now, just started to make noise in the music because it's like this is where they would have been killing festival shows, they would have been making a bag of money and people are missing out on that. But just gotta keep going, keep going and doing your thing. So yeah. That's what's coming up in the near future. Yeah, on this channel, the followers, the subscribers suggest our guests and content and all that kind of thing and have really steered it. Mm. So do your fans really steer what you do? I listen to I listen to the supporters a lot. I yeah. definitely do. I listen to what they have to say. I take into consideration what I'm doing and what they're what they're demanding. Mm-hmm. Seeing how can I make these two ends meet? Yeah. What other artists do you want to work with? Um, I don't really know. You know, off the top of my head. Mm. I reckon every UK boy's dream. Not every, but a lot of UK artists' dream is to to go out to America and do big there just because of the scale of things like the mute, the money the audience it's just crazy out there and we've all grown up listening to them so but in terms of just locally like just we just try to do the most we can the best we can um, try different sounds that maybe like the afro and get into that that audience as well um, a bit of the bashment or dance hall get into that and just not be not be linear just have lots of different angles that we can penetrate I guess I had some friends in the New Mexico Mafia used to bodyguard Snoop what do you think of the old school like Snoop and Dre and I rock with it legends legends (laughs) legends legends has anyone else got any questions Charlie yeah just a quick one uh, on sort of record record deals and things because of course at the moment it's quite popular to be independent Mm. Guys from signing a 
major label deal and you must have been approached multiple times with some very good offers what's, what's prevented that and will you do that in the future I ain't signing to hear mill. No, I'm joking. What is this? Um, <laughs> what is this? The independent route is very difficult as well. Like right. I, I feel like people overlook the fact that it's much harder. You're doing everything yourself. Right. Um, There's too much people gassing the independence. Yeah, that's I what feel it like is. Everyone like, just makes it seem like no, independent, 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 independent. Bro, like, if you ain't bro, got at the, the tools, end of the day, do what's best for you. If I hear there's there's like um, people, sorry, people have a a sell, a, not even sellout point, but just a buying point. Where where do you price yourself? How much? Do you, what value do you have on your thing? And what does it have any? Can you do it again? So if I, if you have a single, I want to sell this single for a hundred grand. Can you make that a single like that again? Or is that hundred grand the most you're gonna make? Why sell it then? Why not hold on to it? You know what I mean? If you know you can do it again, sell it. If you need the money, use the money. The way, let me tell you where that I look at it with music deals and let's say a single deal if I sell my single now can I make back can I use the 100 grand that I get off of this single and invest it and be getting paid monthly more than I'll be getting the royalties from that song if I know I can do that if I have an idea if I have an investment plan and I can do that I'm selling it but I'm going to make that money work for me if I just sell it and spend the money that's when I feel like I'm an idiot but that's the hustler's mentality a lot of people might not have that. I might not think that way, but that's the way I think and that's the way I kind of gauge it. So a, a mad thing deal could have been, could have taken us to this level. And the thing is, don't don't be too fast to say no to a deal because a deal could push you into a bigger light. And then you start profiting from there. And that's what a lot of people, I see a lot of people doing it now. They're taking a big deal. They're getting popular. They're getting known. And then, um, and then they're flying. I don't like to speak on other artists, but one artist I've seen doing crazy well from when we first met him is H. Yeah. Doing crazy things. You know what I mean? And who knows what was going on behind the scenes and it might have been his ideas that, yeah, I want to market myself this way or it could have been the label that said, let's market you this way and it could work. And if it was the label, then that was a crazy move and I'll do that again and again if I know that's going to take me there. So don't be quick to say no to a deal. Like, see how it's going to work for you. Know the ins and outs. Always have a solicitor, a lawyer, somebody there. Have another opinion. Don't be pressured into signing anything. Like if you have to sign something and you say, well, can I take it home and and, and get some advice and come and they're like, no, nah, just, just yeah, and they're yeah. saying the deal might change. Then forget it. You deserve that. You that have shit. that right to be able to go back and read it. I don't understand this. What does that mean? It might sound dumb. I don't oh, get mate, it. Any worker, a lot of these guys, yeah, what they do, I've seen it with my old two eyes. They get upset. They do this little fake acting mm. thing when they get upset because you're asking a question. Like, I could ask you what that, <laughs> what that says on there and, you're, and you start going, oh, like, I've told you this before, something like that. But it's, bro, like AM said, I have a right to know. And a lot of people get thrown off by that and they're like, oh, I know he's going to act like that, so I don't even want to ask. Thinking they know it all, but really intrigued. They're just second guessing it. They don't even know what half of that paper says. And let's think that a lot of people just look at the money. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get 200 bags. That's that's what they're just going to give me. They're not even thinking about all the splits, the, what they got, the percentage they're going to get back after they recoup, all of that stuff. They don't know nothing apart from the advance that they're going to get. A lot of people don't go to their interviews, I mean, their meetings. When they yeah. get in, you will just send their manager. And the manager's like, all right, cool. Like, I'll go. 200 bags sounds good to your manager. And he says, yeah. 
and he signs on your behalf or tells you some little dead he's story. Forty quid, he's back. You, you see what I'm saying? That like, he's back for me. That for just saying, yeah, this is a calm deal, and that's it. Your managers don't always have the best interest that like, for you. Do you know what I mean? For themselves, you're just a money machine. You get me? It's very rare you find a, a manager that generally cares for what's going on in your life, what you got going on, and is really trying to make this happen. Do you know what I mean? The most, bit, the best way for you, not in no slimy way where they're just trying to, yeah, he does, he's not going to know this for a year or two. But by that time, he would have dead and out and I would have got my money. He nah, that's dead. You got to have a good manager or agent who's going to put your best interests at heart because starting out in music is the same as starting out with books. You're so excited to be an author, you fucking just take the first deal that comes around and you don't look at the small print and they fuck you left and right. So I was signed up to a major uh, publishing house. But I read, um, I think it was what 50 Cent did. I'm a fan of Robert Greene, 48 Laws of Power, all those books. And he got his rights back to his music and he made the bank himself. So I got the rights back to my life story, went independent and managed to change that financial equation from where I was getting 38 pence a copy to like three quid a copy, which is a big percentage jump. So it is a minefield and young people are so excited to just, you know, I'm going to be famous, I'm going to be an author, I'm going to be a rapper, whatever it is. The people who are wise at the top of these and play these games, they know you're excited and, and, and they'll take advantage of you all day long unless you, you, you click up with the right people. Don't ever go in there excited and that. As soon as they told you a number, you're all smiling off your face yeah. and that, looking like one idiot. I'm telling you, they're, they're looking, they're watching what's going on. Uh, bro, them, I'm telling you, bro. Them. They're language. looking, bro. Like, I'm telling you. They've done they, a hundred they look times. As soon as, they, bro, as, soon as you, they say a number, you look at bro and I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money, you know. Bro, they start, their whole, whatever they was going to say to you, they've changed that to plan B. Yeah, he looks excited. Whatever bro. figure they've <laughs> given you, initially, you'll probably double that. That's the mindset you have to have because it's a money, it's business. So they're, they're gonna trying try to make money. You, you get me? So if you're not happy with it, tell them you need more. If they're not too willing, just go sell your shit somewhere else. And the other trick they play is they offer you a big amount of money up front, but then they clip your royalties and you have to pay it back yeah, out of your royalties you anyway. It's illusion. How long do, do they own the they song get their for? They their money back. It's a, it's, all the it's, things, it's you got to stuff like that. Like, do you get it? How long are they going to own, own the song for? Because I don't really want, years. want someone owning my song for 25 years. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, bro, after 25 years, they've milked pretty much everything out of it. <laughs> like, one cow, like, you know what I mean? Man's track's been milked. Like, there's nothing more I could do with that. Do you know what I mean? So those are the things that artists should definitely take into consideration when they're looking at these deals, like, not just the advance car. Remember, yeah. the bigger the advance... <laughs> the longer it's going to take you to recoup that piece, bro. <laughs> Word. Especially on the type of door that you sign. All right, we're getting near the end. Has anyone got any more questions for these guys? They've been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, go for it. So obviously with Drill, um, you know, part of the, a lot of the lyrics are explicit. And I think quite recently, probably in, certainly in the last year or two, in order to capture an audience, people have been saying things, you know, more and more extreme. People talk about <laughs> devil worship now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satan. Yeah, like, yeah. On people's graves, you know, laugh, you know, enjoying watching their their mum cry at the mm, mm, this mm. kind of thing. 
Do you think the minute you, you say something like that on a track, and I'm not referencing names of people that have said these kind of things, mm. do you think there's any taking that, ever taking those words back? And the kind of people that do say those, those, those kind of things, I mean, how is it for them on, on the streets? Because the minute you, you, you've said something as, as severe as that, that's surely going to make you quite a big target if you're talking about pissing on somebody's grave or laughing at somebody's mum. You know, it is. Yeah, like Broadham said earlier in, the, in, in this little interview, everyone has their own traces. So if you took that trace, that first, back to your first question, can you take it back? I don't think you can take that back. Take that shit back. You can't take that back. Once you put it out there, especially on the internet as well, it's out there, bro. <laughs> like, you're all going to put that on Spotify, Apple Music, <laughs> Tidal. Ingest it. You're going to put that everywhere. Do you, you're due to put up the lyrics and that. Do you know what I mean? And now, what, 10 years down the line, you want to be talking about, oh, I take it back. No, no, no life can't work like that. Do you know what I mean? You have to be so, accountable. Yeah, I feel like everyone has a choice. If they choose to do that, then they need to understand that there's consequences for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it might not be somebody comes to kill you or something like that, but karma works in mad ways, bro. You're out there talking about guys and mums and all these things and that you better mind something not happen to your mum. Do you know what I mean? That's no digs that no artist, nobody. This is just generally like, you can't be putting certain things out there and you get me, not expect that same energy to come back. What goes around definitely comes back around. So, I just want to give a shout out to Two Tonys then before we wrap this up. Two Tonys, he taught me the word gangsteritis, so you buzzed off that earlier. <laughs> and um, he was a Bonanno crime family associate, multiple homicide murder, he was doing 140 plus years. Wow. I had some situations with some people in prison and I didn't have any of my back in there. And um, Two Tonys, started to protect me and I never had any problems after that. Sadly, he died in 2010 from liver cancer. And he said, Sean, just at some point in the future, just, you know, raise a glass to me and um, think about me. And um, I think this is just a good point for me just to just fucking to tell the spirit of two Tony's that he's still with me. And a lot of the stuff he taught me, like gangsteritis and all these other lessons he taught me, is still with me, all the positive stuff. And, um, yeah, I just I get emotional when I think about him. So, fucking brilliant guys coming out here today. Thank you for having us. And just, I've watched all your interviews, and you just really opened up today with all these stories. They're going to blow the audience away. People watching this, please let us know in the comments what you think. We're going to put all your links down in the description box. I'm going to urge people to go over and view your videos and subscribe to your channel and go on your social media and, you know, uh, add, add to your following over there. And um, please put your comments below. Huge thank you to all the people who donated. All our links are in the description box so we can film in the studio with James and Joe, sound engineer, cameraman. And... I'll finish, I'll show you guys the Arizona prison handshake, shall I? <laughs> so that is like that, and then that, and then bump fists. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd do that in the hood. Oh, oh, is oh, it? Ah, it's so techy. Oh, you are. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, yeah that was, was fucking brilliant. Mad. Thank you, man. Right. Thank you, yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.